0: What's up, folks? Welcome to another edition of Matt's Sporthouse. I am your host, Matthew Anderson. This is the National Championship Preview. Obviously, in the College Football National Championship, you will have Clemson versus LSU. I'm going to give some background information. This game is the Battle of Death Valleys. As you may or may not know, Clemson calls himself Death Valley, and obviously LSU does the same. So, by the end of this one, we'll figure... Not really. You don't really know anything different. One team just have it better than another, But they're calling the Battle of Death Valleys, and we're going to go with the marketing people. This will be the first time Clemson has met with LSU since 2012, in which it was at the Georgia Dome, at the Chick-fil-A Bowl, I was actually at this game, the environment was off the charts, both fan bases traveled really well. and I had never seen LSU fans before then and they were a very passionate group of people you could see on TV, but it was something different to see it in purpose. Anyway, Sammy Watkins was supposed to be a big part of this game, but got injured early on and so it became the DeAndre Hopkins and Taj Boyd show. Taj Boyd took hit after hit, but just kept getting up and firing the ball. This game showed the world, however how good deandre hopkins was he had 13 catches for 191 yards a lot of people probably in the southeast region already knew who he was but this game had a really i think it was on new year's i'm pretty sure it's on new year's eve so that being said the whole world was cautious. It had a really high rating and the whole country got to see how well deandre hopkins played on the big stage and after this game he went on to enter the draft and with the dominance it was a dominant performance the rest is history he went in the first round, and now he's one of the best receivers in the NFL. So it was great for him to get that spotlight. Him and Taj Boyd had the famous fourth and sixteen connection over Eric Reed that helped Clemson go on and win this game. I bet Eric Reed would never. We never at that time. I knew Eric Reed was a really good safety. For LSU, he ended up getting drafted by San Francisco, but who would have ever guessed that like Eric Reed with the whole Colin Kaepernick situation would have all come out of? It, would, it didn't come out of this, but it would be this guy on this stage. He was just LSU football player, good safety, and now a lot of people know him across the world uh, with his fight with Colin Kaepernick in the NFL. This was the last time LSU met up with Clemson. Well, that was the last time LSU met up with Clemson. Before obviously this national championship, and so I'm sure those LSU fans are ready to, to attempt to get this bad taste out of their mouth, because as most schools in the southeast, they they don't they want to beat every team around Clemson. And it was funny because at that time Clemson was like an underdog. Now Clemson kind of comes in this game like, so what LSU? Like we're just as good as y'all, if not better. Also for some more background information, this will be Jeff Scott, who graduated from Hammond. Private school right here in Columbia, South Carolina, and also was a former Blythewood Bengals head coach. Obviously, at school in Blythewood, South Carolina. By the way, didn't don't know if you all knew this, but he won the state championship in the school's first year at Blythewood. So their inaugural football season at Blythewood High School, he won a state championship. That is really hard to do. Like, to have the players do that, and it's like everybody's kind of getting used to each other. And most times the schools like Dutch Fork, you see them winning championships or South Point because they've been around for a little while there. But he did it his first year at Blythwood High School, so he's a heck of a coach. He'll be heading to Tampa to start with the USF Bulls, which is the University of South Florida. So wish him the best of luck. It speaks measures of Clemson's program that he's the first coordinator to leave since Chad Morris left in 2014. That is crazy, especially with them having this much success because that means other teams are probably coming after their coaches. They really like Dabble. They like the program, so they stick with it. Also, this will be Joe Burrow's last game as the LSU Tiger. He will for sure leave as the best quarterback to ever leave the school. I want to say the best player, but they've had some really good defensive players. Like uh, Most notably, I always think of uh, the Honey Badger. So it's like, I don't know. It just depends on your perspective there. But obviously, he took them to the national championship as a quarterback. So that's a big deal. He's the second Heisman Trophy winner in school history. The first was Billy Cannon, who played running back. I think they call it return specialist and defensive back. And that was a long time ago. Fun fact, though, one of the guys that really got the offense going at LSU, the pass game coordinator Joe Brady, was told by New Orleans Saints head coach, Sean Payton, that he was making a mistake going to LSU to help them out. Now, now this Joe Brady is probably in line to get a head coaching job. I don't think he's going to take one this year. He might late in the game, but I think probably be next year. Uh, He might take one after the season. But anyway, now he's in position to his names in a lot of circles and to take a head coaching job in the near future. So the lesson from that is bet on yourself because Sean Payton is very, very credible source. He's Head coach in NFL has won a a Super Bowl. He's telling you don't do it. And Joe Brady's like, hey, I got to make the best decision for for myself. And it happened to work out for him. So, like I said, bet on yourself. All cases scenario, As long as you're going to put the work in. A little motivation for today. But now for this game, to give you enough background information, this game will be a chess match between Brent Venables, who Urban Meyer said on College Football on Fox that He believes that Brent Venables is the best defensive coordinator in the business after watching and coaching against him. And then, obviously, so anyway, so Brent Venables will be coaching, uh, will be in this chess match against Joe Burrow, LSU quarterback, Steve Ansminger, and Joe Brady, who both uh help with the offensive coordinator rule. One's a pass game coordinator, one's a run game coordinator, I assume, something like that. But they just they call plays. But Clemson hasn't, now we're going to analyze the game a little bit, preview it. Clemson has gotten pressure on the quarterback much this season besides against, like, you know, the Wake forces of the world, teams that really couldn't compete with their talent. So I think the LSU offensive line will win that matchup easily in the trenches. Clemson's quarter, Darion Kendrick, who went to South Point High School, he's the talker of the two cornerbacks. And A.J. Terrell will match up with LSU receiver Jamar Chase, who was the Blintokoff award winner. And Justin Jefferson, who had the four touchdowns in the SC. Was that the? No, no, no. That was the college football playoff. Both the receivers are really good. <clears throat> they have the chemistry working with Joe Burrow. So it's going to be a tough matchup for those Clemson cornerbacks. And even once you have those two guys covered, you still have Terrace Marshall Jr., who's number six on the team. He's the one that you always see in the goal line run that delay out pattern that is always open. And you have Thaddeus Moss, who is Randy Moss' son, who's a tight end. And he gets open, not the fastest guy, but he can get open and he catches the ball really well. So it's really a lot. Joe Brady has that thing tight as far as the passing game, and there's a lot to handle. So we're going to see how Clemson secondary adjust to that. Now I'm going to flip it. You're going to see Stingley, who is the best cornerback, in my opinion, at LSU. And he's a freshman, which is insane because he's been going against SEC West receivers all year. Really giving them trouble, and then obviously Delpit, who won the best defensive back award. I can't think of the name of that right now, but he they won the best defensive back, uh, best defensive back in the country. He won that award, Grant Delpit. I think he's going to, in the NFL. He's going to be like a Derwin James. He'll leave after this year. But anyway, their secondary has to match up with the likes of T. Higgins, Amari Rodgers, and Justin Ross and Justin Ross and company, who are the very talented. Very, T. Higgins and Justin Ross are both like six foot four, six foot five. I think T is a little bit more fundamentally polished. Justin just gets open. He just makes plays happen. So I remember last year in the Cotton Bowl. He just, two touchdowns, a freshman Cotton Bowl, just running past guys. He's just is one of those guys that are like extremely naturally talented. And obviously, Amari Rodgers, no slight there. He's like a running back out there playing wide receiver. I firmly believe Stingley will hold down his size, his side of the field. But as far as the other side of the field, they're going to have to work to make sure they can, and I'm thinking he's going to stick Higgins. So, Ross is going to go against the other cornerback, and we're going to see how much the LSU defense is, or secondary specifically, is prepared for this game. If they go out and make plays like they did in Oklahoma, they should have no problem. Both teams, I feel like if the quarterback gets running, it can cause some serious problems for both, uh, for both defenses, and also... One thing I kind of Come to realize Is I think Trevor Especially after watching him Against Ohio State He's a little bit more Of a runner Like when I say That he can go off For a 60 yard run Which I did not see coming From his 6'6 220 pound frame And I think Joe Burrow Is a little bit more Of a scrambler Like Joe Burrow if I feel like in a perfect world stays in the pocket. Like I can go run, but just y'all help me stay in the pocket. He's also one of the best in the country, from what I've noticed, at being able to work his way through the pocket and like getting back to getting back to his base. So he'll go all around and he'll come right back to the middle. Whereas you see a lot of guys they get out, they get out the pocket, and they continue to run, and sometimes they end up getting sacked or uh, big tackles for losses. Both teams also have really great running games, great running backs. Some stats. Clemson's running back Travis Etienne's had 192 carries this year for 1,536 yards, 18 touchdowns, and averaged 8 yards per carry. Meanwhile, LSU's running back Clyde Edwards-Hilaire had 199 carries for 100 and, no 1,304 yards, 16 touchdowns, and 6.6 uh, yards per carry. And one thing to say about that is that's very impressive because he's been going against the biggest and baddest defensive linemen in the country and the hardest hitting linebackers. Maybe the only one I could say might be hit a little bit harder might be in the big 10. It just depends on the uh, school in these two conferences and Baylor because Baylor was super aggressive, but needless to say, those those stats are almost really similar because the, when a lot of those teams, like, for example, if Clyde Edwards-Hilaire had the blockers, the offensive line that Travis Etienne had, he'd probably have numbers uh, like that. And just, the, uh, like I said before, the competition. So I think those numbers, for him only to be two touchdowns down, only got 1.4 yards per carries down, so I only have seven more carries, and about 200 more yards, that says a lot about, obviously, the LSU running back and then the offensive line because, you know, you got to ha- make it all happen. By the way, LSU head coach, Coach O did say Clyde Edwards looked good yesterday, and this is recorded on, this is recorded on Saturday, so I don't know, I think I'm going to go ahead and post it on Monday for placement purposes, but yeah, so he says, so that means on Friday he looked 100, uh, Coach O said that he looks 100% healthy and feels good, and that Coach O feels good about where he stands. I think those are code words for Clyde is 90% and that the adrenaline for playing in the national championship should take him up 10% for the game. Guys dream this their whole entire life. So when it comes, I'm sure they'll be ready for it. And if there's any aches and pains, it's like, we'll deal with that tomorrow. Let's go get the national championship. My prediction in this game is that LSU wins by at least 10. Clemson has that factor to them, so you have to be careful because Clemson definitely has that thing, like, they just make it happen. It doesn't always make sense. They just make, like, for example, the last game, Clemson didn't run the ball well. So, uh, well, at least Travis Etienne didn't. It seemed like uh, Ohio State kind of keyed in on that, and so what ended up happening is they just find a different way. Okay, now we got um, Trevor Lawrence. You go out and run and just make things happen. So, I think LSU wins by at least 10, but ain't no telling when you're dealing with Dabo and those Tigers. This game will be Monday the 13th, uh, January 13th, obviously, at 8 o'clock p.m. on ESPN. I can't wait, and I'm sure you are excited as well, so we are all looking forward to that. I will drop the next episode after this one on Tuesday evening. And it will basically be about what I saw and just pretty much the game through my lenses as far as what I saw. Some things each team could have improved here and there and things of that nature. And then that will be my last episode for this season. So it's been a good season, season two. Uh, This right here is episode 18, so that'll be episode 19. And so what I do is from there I go, so I stop doing it for a little while, evaluate some things, figure out how I can improve it for the next season of Matt Sports House. But all that to say, big things are on the way, folks. But for now, that is all I have for today. So everybody just be super stoked. Monday, National Championship. Don't let anybody turn the channel. That's what you need to be keyed in and focused on. And always, if you can, follow the game on Twitter. It's always fun to see the different fans, like, outlook some things and the, the memes and stuff. It just makes the game that much better. Be sure to rate the show on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, however you're listening. Be sure to rate it. The stars are at the bottom for Apple Podcasts. I'm not 100% sure about Spotify. And if you have any questions, comments, concerns, hit me up on the Twitter account at MattSportHouse, two S's, no, no apostrophe. But thanks for listening, and I'll see you Tuesday. Peace.